You are listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. Hey guys, this is Mikey Puckett with Seven Rivers Student Ministry. You're listening to episode 21, a study on sin, suffering, and evil. This is the third part to this study. In episode 19 and 20, we wrestled through the questions of how does a good God exist and why would a good God exist and create a world where he allows evil and where it seems like to us and appears like to us that evil reigns and wins and that in death, that's where all our stories end. And we, we're going to even wrestle with that today uh, as we go through uh, God's word and through scripture and as we go through um, and wrestle with these questions we're going we're going to talk about even bits and pieces of that today and what we're going to really try to do is take this like intense kind of theological study and try to put some you know boots on it try to put it on the ground on earth and try to help you and I to figure out a way okay so then there's good and evil and love and all that's happening. You got God and you have the cross and Jesus. And so then we're going to bring this all together. And then what does that look like for our lives now as we encounter evil, as we are actually evil resides inside of us, inside of our hearts. And as we actually commit evil and also we receive evil and what do we, how do we kind of flesh that out and how do we kind of make that practical um, in our day to day? And I really hope that the stories that we essentially have heard leading up to this point really help you to see that fleshed out in people's lives. And we're really having to right now in this season wrestle with this concept of evil, especially because of COVID-19 spreading and, and the way a virus works and how it invades a cell and you know rewires the DNA in the cell and then turns the cell against itself so that it it actually affects the whole body and tries to essentially kill the body and how that is evil. And then even now, as even we're making this podcast, this series, is, is the idea of, of what happened to Ahmad Arbery. And if you don't know what happened to Ahmad, he's a 25-year-old uh, who lives in Georgia. And he was, he's an African-American and he was running um, and jogging and two men um, who were white... Uh, stopped him, thought he looked suspicious, and thought that he was someone who was responsible for burglaries happening, and took the law into their own hands and uh, ended up uh, shooting Ahmad and taking his life. And even as today I'm making this podcast, uh, you know, even the whole world is is crying out and saying, where is God in this moment? To see, you know, two image bearers i mean you know not two three image bearers you have two um that are white one that is black all bearing god's image and you see the two white men take the life of the black man because he looked suspicious an image bearer of god looked suspicious looked like he would be someone who would rob and burglarize and really all he was doing was running going on a jog, taking care of his body, staying healthy. There's a video of this online, and uh, I don't recommend this for 
all of my students to watch, but um, with especially without parent consent. But I do think it would be good for you to say, Mom, Dad, I want to know what happened. And if your parents can watch and maybe tell you what happened, but I even I think, you know, I, I think actually I think we all should see it. And we should all look at the face of evil and what evil looks like. Evil looks like death. Evil looks like image bearers taking each other's life. Evil looks like racism. Evil looks like white supremacy. And as a white man myself, I know very well that evil is inside of me. The, uh, what has happened with Ahmad Arbery has forced me to look inward and look inside my heart and to say there is evil there. There is evil there. So what do we do with the theology that we have been studying of God and of evil? And how do we engage that theology with a practical story that we're living out right now with Ahmad and the two white men who took his life? That's what we're going to wrestle through during this podcast. So let's just go over what we have established so far. God's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving. He is sovereign. He is holy. And there's so much more. We, we could just list for eternity who God is and the greatness and awesomeness of God and awesomeness of God. God is in control. He has power over evil. This is a big deal. He has power over evil. God did not create evil, but he permits it. God created a world where people can choose from good and evil. This is the world we live in right now. This is a world where love exists as well. God is not surprised or shocked by evil. He knew it would happen. He ordained it to happen. God does not create mankind because he needed mankind, but created mankind because he chose and wanted uh, to do so. Um, and he did this out of his love that was shared between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mankind in creation is an externalization, a manifestation of the love shared in the Trinity. Mankind in creation is are designed by God to glorify him, to worship him. God allowed for man to choose between good and evil, to choose to love God or to not love God. And we see in Genesis 3 that man chose to not love God. And we know that the consequences for man's disobedience was the death penalty. And man chose to not love God. We talked about in episode 20 that God is glorified if man is actually destroyed and condemned. It's right. It's just for God to destroy mankind for what he has done. But it's also God glorifying for man to be saved and restored. And God is right and can be right and good and just in doing such a thing. And so in episode 20, we talked about what that would look like. And essentially we came to the conclusion that in order to save and rescue mankind and restore mankind, to do it um, in a way of God glorification was 
In order for that to be done was through the cross. God is right and loving and good to do as he pleases to his creation and to mankind. Man has become evil. Evil is in the heart of man. It's in my heart. It's in your heart. God is holy and he hates evil. He is right to destroy mankind and he would be right not to. But if God chooses to not destroy man and forgive in order um, to be able to do that um, in order for him to stay in his character to be himself to be just to be good to be loving the death penalty must be paid in order to save mankind from evil and to glorify himself God ordains evil to be committed against his son and the death of his son on a cross to rescue man and creation so that man may glorify God. We see God ordain evil, permit it to actually bring about his glory in Jesus on the cross. Then we see God defeat evil when Jesus, the son of God, rises from the dead, offering to mankind an opportunity to again to receive God's love and love him back, just like in the garden. And this is only possible in Jesus. God does all of this because of love. Ultimately done out of the love that is found in the Trinity. Externalized then through mankind and creation all for his glory. So now for those who are in Jesus, for those who are Christians who believe in him. We now know that in the midst of evil, sin, and suffering, that it is all actually working to God's glory. We may never in our lifetime understand or see that. And how, and we may never fully see how evil, sin, and suffering work together to bring him glory with our own eyes. But we can know in full confidence that when Jesus returns, it will all be made right and it will all make sense. This is... A mystery. With all of this set before you, all this truth set before you, how then as followers of Jesus, how do we follow? How do we follow Jesus even in the midst of evil, sin, and suffering? I want us to look at John chapter 11. Jesus in John chapter 11 is approaching his very own death, and he knows this. He's about to enter into Jerusalem where he will be put on trial and he will be crucified on the cross, encountering extreme suffering, encountering injustice, for he had committed no wrong. He was holy and blameless and yet died as a criminal, even though he never committed a crime. So Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem and he's interrupted by the news that his friend is ill, that he is sick and has disease and evil of this world is disease. And Jesus hears this news and he responds to this news by saying this in John 11 verse 4. He says, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Jesus says these words and then he waits two days longer and then he journeys 
to Lazarus. Only to find out as, as he's approaching uh, Lazarus's home that he's actually died. And he finds a family broken by evil, broken by death, crippled by suffering. The ultimate sign of, 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 of evil is death. And they are crippled and humbled by it and weeping and mourning and grieving. Martha, Lazarus' sister, and Mary, Lazarus's sister, essentially ask Jesus and, and come to Jesus and say to him, if you were here sooner, you would have been able to save them. Jesus says in verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And then verse 26, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Jesus responds to the evil by offering truth. By offering faith and a resurrection and a life after death. You see, one of the hard things about death is that death feels extremely and appears extremely final. It always seems like death seems to win. Even in our own lives, it always is feeling like that we're just this ticking time bomb and eventually death is going to catch us. And there's no way of escaping it. And so if death is the end, is there any hope, any meaning in life? Do we really believe that there's life after death, that there is a resurrection and a life, and that Jesus is this resurrection and life? Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Then something happens next. And so I want you um, to look at verse 34. Jesus says this. He said, where have you laid Lazarus? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind men also have kept this man from dying? Does that question not sound like our questions? Could not God just get rid of all the evil? Could he not create a world that was just solely good? I mean, what an honest and human question here in verse 37. But what we know from God's word is that God has willed evil to occur for his glory. That's what Jesus was talking about in verse 4 when he says, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Well, here we are. Like, Lazarus has died. Were you lying, Jesus, to us? Were you lying? Is Jesus lying? Can we trust him? Can we trust him with our lives? Can we believe that he is the resurrection and the life? He can heal and open the eyes of the blind man. He can, he can do all things if he's the Son of God. And yet... Ahmad Arbery is dead. And yet, you and I every day draw closer to our deaths. And yet, we know people with cancer. And yet, COVID-19 has taken thousands and thousands and thousands of lives. Jesus, can't you just get rid of all of it? I'm, I'm, we know you can. Can't you do such a thing? Can we trust you? Can we trust you? Can you not relate to this moment as a human being? And Jesus does one of the most beautiful things in this moment. 
he weeps. He weeps with us. He mourns and grieves with us what has been done, what he is encountering and what he's feeling. This is the Son of God, Jesus, weeping with human beings like you and I. In the midst of sin, suffering, and death, Jesus weeps with us. Let's look at verse 38. Can we trust Jesus? Is what he says is the truth. Let's look and see. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. He came to the, the basin of death. It was a cave, and a stone lay against us. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he's been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Jesus is the resurrection and the life and he heals. We must know, we must know this, that all things are being done, both good and evil, to ultimately bring God glory. Lazarus's death was done so that the glory of God could be seen. My death and your death is going to be done so that the glory of God can be seen. COVID-19 has happened so that the glory of God can be seen. And even now in this moment, as we mourn the loss of an image bearer who was murdered, Ahmad, his death was done so that the glory of God can be seen. We must know the truth that Jesus, the Son of God, lived, died, and resurrected to bring God glory. And part of bringing God glory involves the saving of his creation and Christians. We must believe this, and Jesus offers us himself. And this includes his faith to trust in him. Jesus has been fully exposed to evil and the ultimate evil of death. Jesus, right after this, goes to Jerusalem and is crucified. Jesus, the Son of God, the, the Son of God who we worship and who we love, has holes in his hands and in his feet. He has suffered. He has encountered sin done against him and evil. He knows your pain. He weeps with us. Then Jesus, on the third day, resurrects and heals, defeating evil. He is our conqueror of evil. He will make it all right. Yes, he rose Lazarus from the dead in that moment. But soon, Lazarus was going to die again. Jesus did something more in that moment than just raise Lazarus from the dead. He converted souls and raised souls to life, dead souls to life, so that when their bodies fail, they would have eternal life because they believed in him. A greater resurrection in that moment occurred, and it occurred amongst those living physically there who saw the glory of God. 
and the glory of God was revealed in both good and evil. Jesus is going to make all things right. This is our promise as Christians. Even in the midst of sin, suffering, and evil, we can weep, grieve, and at the same time hear and long for Jesus to make all things right and to do it soon. So when we live in a world where sin occurs, where we sin, where evil resides in our heart, where we're sinned against and we suffer and we encounter evil every single day, including death, including racism, what do you and I do? What does it look like to follow Jesus in a moment like this? In a moment and in a world where evil seems to reign. Let's look at how Jesus encounters sin, suffering, and evil. In John 11, we see that Jesus confesses evil. He speaks it out loud. He calls evil what it is. He calls it wrong. Then we see Jesus grieve it. We see him feel it, the pain of it, and he doesn't hide from it. He weeps and mourns about it. And while he's doing both of those things, we see Jesus also confess that all of it is being done to the glory of God. You see, you can say it's for the glory of God and it's, it's terrible, it's heartbreaking. It's not the way it's supposed to be at the same time. You can grieve and mourn and hope at the same time. The only way for that to be possible, though, is if you know the truth and the grace and the love of Jesus. And we know after John 11 what happens with Jesus. He's crucified. So we must look to Jesus on the cross in the midst of sin, suffering, and evil. We must see him and paying the price for it all, including the sin we've done and the sin that's done against us. And we should weep at the cross and receive the cross as the sign of God's incredible and indescribable love for his creation and himself. And then at the cross, waiting, hoping, and longing for the resurrection and the end of all evil, knowing in fullness that Jesus' resurrection is the sign that evil has a death date, that evil will have an end. Out of all of this together, in Jesus, you can live in hope even in the midst of evil, even in the midst of your tears, even in the midst of your life falling apart, even in the midst of your death. God is glorified. Ahmad Arbery's story is heartbreaking. What we're walking through right now as a nation because of the evil that was done to him. We must confess that it's evil. We must call it what it is, wrong. Racism is wrong. We must say that out loud. All people must say that out loud. And then we must grieve it. We must feel the pain of it. We must not hide from it. We should weep it and mourn it. And then we should look to Jesus on the cross, paying the price for it all. And then we should remember that the grave is empty and that one day Jesus is going to return and make all things right again. He's going to undo all sad things.
all of this is true. One of the temptations, though, in the midst of sin, suffering, and evil as a Christian is to quickly jump to the resurrection. And it's good. It is good to get to the resurrection. But don't forget that there is a Saturday. On Friday, Jesus was crucified. On Saturday, he was in the grave. And on Sunday, the tomb was empty. Don't forget about Saturday. Right now, in the current stage that we are living through, we are in a Saturday. We're in a moment where we are walking through the shadow of death. And we should grieve it, and we should mourn, and we should call it evil. But at the same time, we should long and hope for it to be made right. And at the same time, we should long and hope and know in the deepest core of our heart that it is for God's glory. What has happened to Ahmad Arbery is for God's glory. And God is glorified in it. This is hard to understand. But we must call what has been done to him evil. We must confess that. And we must mourn and grieve it. And then let our hope and longing for it to be made right. And our knowledge that one day it will all be made right. Let that drive you deeper and deeper to feel the weight and the pain that fellow image bearers are feeling right now, that the African community, African-American community is feeling right now. Don't miss that opportunity. Jesus didn't miss it. And thank goodness that Jesus came down to earth to experience sin, suffering, and death with us so that he could put an end to it all for the glory of God. You are loved and you matter. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more stories and follow our devotions, you can go to www.sevenrivers.org backslash by life or by death. You are loved and you matter.